Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who is here with us. Father, we thank you that the Holy Spirit is going to help us lift Jesus. Life is all about Jesus. We thank you for what he did for us on the cross. And we pray that we we'll represent him on earth as you want us to do. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Um, you know, I thank God for new hope. The Bible says, feed my sheep. You know, when you go to a lot of churches, it's like, beat my sheep. Yeah. And, but since I've been here, it's been encouragement Sundays after Sundays after Sundays when we go to uh, when we go to Bible studies is the same. So I want you to know that what I'm going to say today is by the Holy Spirit. I have an idea of what I'm going to talk about. But if you hear me say anything about some past that you have, or maybe not even a past, maybe it's something you're still struggling with, God is my witness, the pastor did not tell me. Maybe you confess to the pastor, <laughs> he did not tell me. So, I don't want you feeling that I'm picking on you or anything. Uh, it's all by the Spirit of God. Um, I believe in God, but I can't overcome my past. Well, you know, God knew that when you were going to be born again, you were going to have temptations. And do you know that he made provisions for you? He made provisions. Um, there's a scripture I put down here, Galatians 2.20. I am going to quote that scripture to you later, but it's a beautiful passage. It's really good. So we're going to go to the next slide so I can show you some things. You see your past? Do you know who an Adamite is? Look to your left and right. You will see an Adamite sitting there. <laughs> that is, you, be, uh, you came from Adam. Okay? If you came from Adam, you have a past. Every one of us have a past. But you know, there are three people who are always going to keep your past. I mean, in your presence. The first person is the devil. The next person is you. And the last one are those around you. Those who know you. You know, the war we live in, um, how can I put it? You know, for example, your grass. It takes effort to keep your grass nice and good. Leave it alone and it will grow by itself without your effort. That's the way life is. If you could be someone in the community, you have done a huge amount of good work for the community. The day you mess up, they will judge you by that one mistake you made. That's the way life is. So, it is hard for people to forgive themselves when they commit a crime or when they do something. But what I want you to know, you see, 
I believe in God, but I can't overcome my past. Do you see? You are not, you are not paying attention to the past you had before you came to Jesus. Do you know the one that's affecting you? When you became a Christian, the things you did behind closed doors, those are the things that it's hard for you to forgive yourself. In fact, there's someone that is his job. 24 hours, you know, a lot of us are not around you 24 hours a day, but he will make sure. The devil, he is a master deceiver. He will make sure you remember those things you have done in the past since you became a Christian. And you know what else he will do? He will make sure you do it again and again and again. You know why? He knows God gave you authority and power over him. The only way he can stop you from exercising that authority is to remind you of your past. So when you come, you want to take authority. Let's say, for example, you want to pray for the sick. He will remind you. He will say, God can do it. But he will not do it for you. What you did last night. And you know what happens? You lose your confidence. That's all he wants. He does not want you to exercise that authority. We'll go to the next slide. He does not. But look, your father God, who sent his son Jesus Christ to die for you, does not remember your past. I will prove to you in scripture that God does not remember your past. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the Bible says, God is love. Right? The Bible says God is love. In 1 Corinthians one of the characteristics of love love does not remember the wrong done against it isn't that good news to know that god does not remember the wrong you did look at hebrews 12 i mean 8 12 for i will be merciful to their righteousness and their sins and their lawless days I will remember no more. Now I know somebody is thinking. You know you have to be really careful how you preach that. Because some people will think this is a license of sin. Oh you know he does not remember. I can just go and do all the things I've been doing. Well I'm going to prove to you that in life you are dealing with two people here. You are dealing with God the Father and you are dealing with the devil. The reason why God the Father does not want you to sin is because he does not want you to become a slave. Romans 6.16 says, To whomever you yield yourself, you become the slave of that person. God wants you to be a slave of righteousness. That is why he does not want you to sin. You know, if you live here, and say, you know what? Today I had a meeting. I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to lie on my taxes. I'm going to uh, smoke all I want to smoke. I am going to drink all I want to drink. I'm going to live with my girlfriend without marrying my girlfriend. Hey, God will still love you. You say, I'm going to smoke. God will still love you. I mean, you may smell like you've been to hell, but you will not go to hell because of that. No, you will not. You will not go to hell because of that. God will still love you. But you are playing with an enemy. 
called the devil. He will bring, the Bible says in John 10.10, 10, for the thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So he wants you to be bound by a habit so that he can render your life. He can cut your life. And he can render your life ineffective. That is what he wants to do. Now I'm going to go, let's go to the next slide and we'll see the scripture we're supposed to focus on today. I have it in the New King James, but there is also the New, I think New Living Translation is really clear. As you can see, the Bible says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived. Neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunkards, rivals, ex uh, extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is the way you used to be. But not anymore. Look, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. You used to live that way, but not anymore. He has set you free. Now, let's go to the next slide and you will see it's even I mean, the way it's explained, it's in our English language. Do you not know that sinful men will have no place in the holy nation of God? Don't be fooled. A person who does sex sins, who worships false gods, who is not faithful in marriage, or men who act like women, do we see that in our society today? Or people who do sex sins with their own sex, will have no place in the holy nation of God. Also those who steal or those who always want to get more of everything or who get drunk or who say bad things about others and I want to add something there where it says bad things about others. Do you know how many Christians say bad things about themselves? You know how many so many Christians are teaching a college in false church. I believe that the words you speak with your mouth will follow you. There are laws that govern words. We don't pay attention to these. We just, like if you have a child, you just tell the child, you stupid fool, get out of my face and all of that. What you don't realize, you have actually pronounced a curse on that child. And because you have pronounced that curse, you go down the line and you are wondering why the child's life is never straight. You try to tell the child, do this, and they can't do it. You said something to them years ago, and that's affecting them. Do you remember Jesus and the fig tree? All Jesus said was, nobody will eat from you anymore. That's it. Peter came the next day and said, Lord, the fig tree you curse. Jesus did not say, I curse you. No. He just said, nobody will eat from you anymore. And you know, that is what happened. So when you tell yourself, I am no good. I'm always broke. Uh, my people, people don't like me. Nobody loves me. You are pronouncing a curse on yourself. Whether you're doing it with full knowledge or ignorantly, laws work. Whether you believe them or not. The law of gravity. You could go and say, I don't believe in gravity. All that gravity stuff they are talking about, I don't believe. Just go st stand on top of a building and jump and see. 
whether whether your belief is going to cause gravity not to work. So you have to be really careful what you say. So when these students come to me, they always say, Mr. Caleb, I don't understand. They will call me. As soon as they say, I don't understand, I say, no, I'm not going to help you. Let me come over here. I always tell them, why don't you say, I want to understand? Why do you say, I don't understand? You see the mindset that we have in our society? I don't. If you have a child who, that's just a little side trip here, but if you have a, if you have, if you have a child and you don't know math, don't tell the child math is hard. Okay? Just say, I will call your uncle. I will call somebody in the church and the person will help you. But when you tell them it is hard, you know what? It becomes a mental blockage. So you see, people who say bad things about others or take things that are not theirs will have no place in the holy nation of God. Some of you were like that. You know what I see here? God is looking at you in now. Not in the yesterday. In the now. Some of you were like that. But now your sins are washed away. Washed away. I like to look at the tenses, you know, in, in, in words. It said, uh, your sins, with some, some uh, translation says, were washed away. But I like, ah, washed away. Look, when you live here, you're driving home. Before you get home, you're going to sin. Do you know how you're going to sin? You're going to go above the speed limit by one mile. The Bible says, if you keep the whole law and you break one, you are guilty of all. So, that is reassuring. Washed away. I washed away. Do you know that the Holy Spirit constantly, the Word of God, the Bible calls the Word of God, the washing of the water. The, the Holy Spirit wants you to stay clean. Now, don't go and begin to speed because, you know, you are washed away. Somebody say, when you are driving your car at a 50, 55 miles an hour, then you go at 70. As soon as you, you go, up to 70, the angels that were sitting by you, they leave. So, obey the speed limits, okay? So, you see, you were set apart for God-like living to do His works. You were made right with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. Let's go to the next slide. Now, so, now, let's talk about this past we have. This past we have will hold us in bondage. And today, I'm going to share my testimony. To be really honest with you, when the pastor told me, I thought about it, I prayed about it, I wanted to share my testimony, but, you know, I did not want to share my testimony. It has something to do with something that held me in bondage, something I was ashamed of. Yes. Very ashamed of. Even though it's in my past. Very ashamed of. So I obtained permission from my wife. If I can share it, even though it's in the past, and then I uh, asked the pastor's opinion, and the pastor said, that's great. So I'm going to share it. I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm going to share it. But when you have a past, you want to overcome it. Every one of us who have a habit that's holding us in bondage, I can tell you the hard cry of that person. 
that person does not want to do it anymore. Most times, when they engage in this past that is holding them down, they feel so terrible. They go before God and beg, Oh God, have mercy on me. But, I'm going to prove to you that when you do something wrong, really, God is looking at you through Jesus and does not see it. Do you know who sees it? The devil. He sees it and boy, he will play with your mind. So, keys to overcoming your past. In the eyes of God, there is no charge against you. You see it right there? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised from the dead, is at the right hand of God, also interceding for us. Sorry, it went down a little bit. Also, Jesus Christ is the great intercessor. He is not holding things against you, and he's not accusing you before the Father. There is an accuser of the brethren called the devil. That is why you don't want to be held bound by any habit. He will accuse you on a daily basis. He will remind you. He wants your life to be ineffective. Let's go to the next slide. So in the eyes of God, look, in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation against you. You need to know that. There is no Romans 8 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. No. So how, why are you feeling so condemned? Do you know why you're feeling condemned? That master deceiver is there to make sure you feel condemned. Because as long as you, are, you feel condemned, you will not feel like praying. You will not feel like reading your Bible. You will not feel like praying for other people. You will not, you know, he just zaps the life out of you because of that. Let's go to the next one. In Christ, oh man, this is beautiful. I remember, I used to go to churches where they say, you got to be holy. If you're not holy, you, you know, you will not enter the kingdom of God. You, so it's all about what I have to do. But do you know that life is not about what you have to do? It's about what Jesus has done for you. Yes, it's about what Jesus... I mean, that is so refreshing. So reassuring. It's about what Jesus has to do. So, but look at this. You are holy and you are perfect. Hebrews 10, 10 and 14. I know this sounds sacrilegious. If you tell somebody, perfect, then they go look in the mirror. They look at all the zits on their face. Perfect. Yes, you are. Man is made spirit, soul, and body. God looks at your spirit in the eyes of God. You have been made perfect. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. You're trying to be perfect. You wake up in the morning. You read your Bible. You have your quiet time. You, you maybe you give your tithes. You give your offerings. You do good and all of that. You're trying to be perfect and all of that. You're wasting your time. Every time the devil comes to you and wants to bring perfection to you, say hallelujah, I'm already perfect. You got to be adamant with the devil. Honestly, you have to read your Bible, 
find out what God has given you. Take that which God has given you and just say no to the devil with the word of God. Look at what he says here. For by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are, have been made holy. So you are not only holy, you are perfect. I'm telling you, if God says you are perfect, it's good for you to agree with God that you are perfect. Yes. Because if you try to attain perfection on your own, it is never going to happen. I promise you, ask the people in the Old Testament, that's what they tried to do. For thousands of years, they were trying to be perfect. It never worked. Look, because you live on planet Earth, when you read your Bible for 30 minutes a day, the devil said, that's not enough. You feel bad. Then you start reading. One hour a day, he said, there are people who read it three hours a day. You want to pray one hour a day? He said, come on. You've been a Christian for 20 years. One hour a day, that's not enough. It will never be enough. But if you rely on Jesus, in Jesus, you are perfect. You are holy. Let's go to the next slide. Now, you are righteous. You know there are some people who want to be righteous. People think righteousness is something you attain by works. No. Righteousness. Oh man, this is the scripture that set me free. To know that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That set me free. In Jesus, you are righteous. Okay. So I'm going to go down this scripture. I'm going to spend a little time here. But I'll try not to go above my time here. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who had reconciled us to himself by Christ Jesus, and has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ Jesus, reconciling the world unto himself. Not imputing. You see, imputing a name in the Greek, logi, zomai. Somebody is keeping or tracks of all the things you do. Inventory. But I put the word there, despise. Somebody despise. Do you know who despises you? The devil. He despises you. God is not keeping track. But look, God is not keeping track of the sins of the unbelievers. That's the good news. That God is not holding anything against the unbelievers and has given us that job tell them God is not holding anything against you. He's already paid for your sins. So now, here is uh, 521 says, for he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Everybody say, say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, righteousness, oh man, is so powerful, it set me free. You see, in the Old Testament, this is you and this is the commandment. When you and the commandment collided, you know who will suffer? You. In the New Testament, here's the commandment and here's righteousness. When righteousness and the commandment collide together, the righteousness overcomes the commandment. And that righteousness belongs to God. And the Bible says, 
you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, let's go to the next slide. Let me give you my testimony real quick. And then, I'll tell you. See, we all have habits. We all, all have things we are ashamed of. One of the things I used to do on a, for years that held me in bondage was watching porno. Yes, I'm not going to be ashamed of it. For years, that was like, oh man, I was so ashamed. So ashamed. For years, that held me in bondage. And then one day, God gave me the scripture. 2 Corinthians 5.21 And I started quoting that scripture. I did not just think about it. I said it with my mouth. Now, when I was preparing to share my testimony, I believe that there are people who are listening to me today. Yours may not be pornography. Yours may be adultery. Yours may be fornication. Yours may be, who knows, homosexuality. Who knows? But I want you to know that we all have stuff that just hold us in bondage. And when it does, God will give you a way out of it. And you know what happened? I started quoting uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I was saying that scripture over myself over and over and over and over. Then one day, I realized that six months had gone by without the thought even entering my head. And I said, wow. And so when I met my wife, if I'm walking, she will hear me saying, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's like, what is she? Uh, what is he saying? Uh, you, what is he talking about? And I kept saying that. And so you know what? Even though God has set me free from that, I still do not trust my flesh. You know what I do? God is my witness. She is my witness. Every day I speak to myself and say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the And another thing I used to do, I had to have something. I had to take something to go to sleep. You know, you think about all these sleep aids. I got to a place where I had insomnia. I had to take something. Ever since I started quoting that scripture, I go and lay down and sleep like a baby. Yes. That set me free. So, I don't believe God loves me more than you. The thing is, it's in his word. Are you going to take it? And begin to confess it over yourself. And I want you to know, when you begin to confess it, you are not going to feel anything. But just hold on to it. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If smoking, you know you've been smoking and it's beholding you, I'm telling you, grab the word of God and confess it over yourself. Let's go to the next one real quick. I want you to know that the part of your body that's going to help set you free is your mouth using the word of God. Remember, Kings rule by words. President Trump is not going to go to Syria to fight. What is he going to do? Speak the words and it will happen. Right? That's it. He's not going to go fight. Some of you, you ask God, Oh, Father God, come rebuke the devil. That's never going to happen. That's disrespect to God. That's disrespect to Jesus. Speak the words. Let's go to the next one. Christianity is called the great confession. Do you know that you became born again by saying something? Did you know that? You see, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, 
you will be saved. For with the mouth, for with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You have to use your mouth, brothers and sisters. That past that's hanging over you, you can use your mouth, using the word of God to overcome it. Okay, let's go to the next one. It is written, I believe. So you are reading the Bible. Do you know why you're reading the Bible? Because you believe that that's God's word. So you know what to do? You believe, so you speak. I believe, therefore, I have spoken. Since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe, and therefore we speak. You got to speak. You, you, you be a fighter. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violence take it by force. Go to the next one. So be imitators of Christ. Do you know that Jesus Christ always said who he is, what he is, and his mission in life? Let's go through those slides real quick. I'm the bread of life. Isn't that what he said? I'm the bread. Um, go to the next one. I'm the son of God. Jesus was always telling people, I'm the son of God. Go to the next one. I am the light of the world. He was saying that all the time. Next. I am the good shepherd. You know, I had a story of good shepherd and the way people presented Jesus. Uh, you know, I know that their hearts were right. They were trying to illustrate something in their books. They say that the shepherd, the good shepherd is so good that when the sheep goes astray, he will bring the sheep home, break the leg of the sheep, so that the sheep will stay close to him. Amen. Now, how many of you will do that to your child? So, do you want to tell me you are you are good and a good shepherd? No! People make these things. You know, they make, I'm telling you, God loves you so much. You know what he does? The Bible says, when he went, he found the sheep, he took the sheep, put it on the shoulder, came home, and made a big feast for the sheep. For that one sheep that was missing. That's what the Bible says. He does not break your legs. The next one, I am the resurrection and the life. Let's go to the next one. I am the way, the truth, and I'm just illustrating to you that Jesus was constantly saying things. Who he is. Go to the next one. I am the true vine. Now, this is what God wants you to do. Let's go to the next one. You see? Practice agreeing with God's word about you. Stop agreeing with your past. Stop holding on to your past. Why not use God's remedy? Why not imitate Jesus Christ? Jesus always spoke the words. When the devil came to tempt him, do you know what he did? Because scriptures. Take scripture and hold on to it. Let's go to the... And here are some things. In Jesus, you are righteous. So when the devil comes and says, huh, you think you are righteous? Say, yes, according to the word, I am righteous. Let's go to the next one. God's holiness is your holiness. Brothers and sisters, in Jesus you are holy. Next. In Jesus, you have been perfected forever. I don't care what your past is. You are perfect. Let's go to the next one. Look. Oh man, this is so beautiful. You have authority. Jesus died. Left earth went to heaven and you are part of him do you know that right now you sit 
at the right hand side of God with Jesus. That's your position in Christ. You have authority. God's love is in your heart. I've had some people pray. Oh God. Uh, give me love. Only time you ask God to give you love if you are not born again. But if you are born again, Romans 5.5 5 says the love of God has been shared abroad in your heart. It's there. Just practice it. What's the next one? You are the body of Christ. Honestly, you are the body of Christ. You have the authority that Christ has. Speak to your past. Say, that's what happened yesterday. Today, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God has given you all things. That's what the, uh, first, Second Peter 1 3 says. According as his divine power has provided for us all things that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of Christ. All things. All means all. Let's go to the next one. And look, guys, I think this is a, you are complete. You're trying to complete yourself. You are complete in him. So when that past is hanging over you, you need to realize that you are complete in him. And then last, you know, I was putting these words together. Askers and, and thankers. Did you know that there are really words? There's a, a word called, an asker is a word, English word. That that's also a village somewhere in Europe. But a thanker, I say thanker, a thanker is somebody who thanks God. Hebrews thirteen fifteen says, By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruits, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So, brothers, this end. If there's somebody here who wants to come here, let's pray. You have something. I'm not saying come here and confess to me. No. You have something. You want the elders to help you pray. Let's come and do it real quick. If you are here, just come on. You're not going to confess to anybody. Don't be ashamed. And I will ask the elders to come here. And, and, and let's pray for you. Okay? If you are tired of, of, of that past and it's been hanging over you, don't be ashamed. That's all the devil wants you to do, to be ashamed. He, uh, but God wants you to be free of anything you have, anything that's holding you down. Come, let's pray, and let's get it over with. Okay. <clears throat> We're going to sing a song, and it, it says, come as you are. Uh, you don't have to prove yourself to God. You don't have to overcome anything on your own. You're not going to get past your past without his help. And if something is just holding you in bondage, today is the day to get rid of that. Today is the day to speak the truth that God has spoken and to know the perfection and the holiness and the righteousness that you have been given. You didn't achieve it. You didn't earn it. You didn't make it happen, but in Christ it has been given to you. That's what you want to accept, you want to receive, you want to uh, grasp, hold on to, and confess in your life day after day. We want to pray for you today. And so we're going to sing a song. Join us in singing if you like. 
but let's just think of what we have in Christ and what we've been given and come as you are. Come right now as you are. You don't have to do anything else. You don't have to change anything. Just come and say, this is what I want to take, what Jesus is offering me today. So let's sing together. Come up here and let's pray for you today.